Father. Father, by the Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Lord God, we come now because you said that we could come. Lord God, we come leaning and depending on your almighty Lord, that you got all power in your hands. Lord God, you can do everything with hands. Lord God, look down on us this morning. Look down on us and be thy holy wills. Lord God, let your will be done. Not our will, but your will be done. And Lord God, someone might come crying out of you, but they never be hope out no more. Have your way, Lord. Let your will be done, Lord. Look down on the name by name and house by house. Yes. I'm looking on the hospital, the sick room, the highway in the bar. Yes. Yes. Oh, God, bind us together with that love that goes from heart to heart. And not just live to live. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Lord God, have your way. Let your will be done this morning. Come, Lord, and open Bless Lord as only you can bless. Save as only you can save. Lord, give the preacher around a word. God, let us hear from you this morning. Some of us stand in the need of one thing, Lord. Some of us stand in the need of another. Whatsoever we need, Lord, you got it. Lord God, you got the medicine. And the healing you got. If you all our prescriptions this morning. Lord God, you know us all name by name and house by house. Lord, you know us when we need you to go ahead. Lord God, have mercy this morning. Have mercy to be thy own will. God, let your will be done. And everything will be all right. If we preach you that word this morning, Lord, let us hear from you. Lord, that you got all power in your hands. Have your way, Lord. Have your way.
and how I saw and I know. I want to tell you what I know. How I could have been taken out. And how he kept me. That alone makes me pray with thanksgiving. That makes me walk with enthusiasm because I know my God still sitting on the throne. There may be times in your life that you can't trace them, but you ought to be trusting them anyway. Are y'all hearing me? He's good. He's better than good. That's good all the time. So first of all, we're going to just go into this prayer with thanksgiving. Oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Father God, we just want to say thank you. Father God, you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. You've kept us from danger, sin, and unsin. You've been a strong provider. You've been a protector. You've been a keeper. Father God, you've healed our body. Father God, you've healed us from something we didn't even know we had. And we just want to say God, you sent your son to die on the cross for us. And still to this day, even though we call ourselves your children, we fall short on every account. We're not ignorant to the fact, Father God, that we disappoint you each and every day. Because we know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Father God, we thank you that you told us in your word that you give us new mercies each and every day. You wake us up and give us new mercies. You give us a clean slate. You give us an opportunity to walk right and get right with you. And we thank you for that. Father God, we just love you better than we love ourselves. We are too mature now and too, we are not ignorant to the devices of the devil. But Father God, we are weak in some areas. We ask you to strengthen us. Build us up where we're torn down. Prop us up where we're leaning. And Father God, put a hedge of protection around us so we strengthen our minds and our spirits in you. Father God, somebody need you for one thing right now, and somebody need you for another. We don't pray this prayer to perform a fashion. We pray this prayer, Father God, we know you already know me. You heard our prayer long before we came to you. But we are coming right now, Father, corporately. Said that one put a thousand in flight, but two will put ten thousand in flight. So we join ourselves in your spirit. Paul said we are each like building rocks. We need each other right now. In the name of Jesus, whom on our behalf. If it's a financial blessing, Father God, beat your whole job. Come against the spirit of poverty and failure in the lives of your people right now. Allow, oh Father God. The breath of Japan is to operate in their life right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, take a way out of the way and let the spirit of prosperity and success breathe in the lives of your people. We don't know how you're going to do it, but we're going to call those things out of God as they were right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, you are involved in union. The Bible said, by your stripes, we are healed. Father God, we also know that all sickness are not unto death. So Father God, heal your people's body right now. Somebody's body is infirm, infirm right now. So Father God, you do not come, we have life when we live in sickness. Father God, you have come
because you have life and have it more abundantly. So heal your people's body right now. Father, you got more medicine in the hem of your God in the end of the we can't dispense. And we thank you for that. Heal our body. But Father, if not, if not, let your grace be sufficient for us. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against Christians, spiritual wickedness, and, and high places. So, Father God, help us to put on the whole armor of God so we can do all that we have need to do to stand against the wiles of the devil. And, Father God, we're going to do just like you say we're just going to stand. We're going to stand in the noonday, we will stand in the morning, and we will stand in the midnight hour. We just ask you to fight our battle for us. Be a strong tower. When the enemy comes up against us in a flood, raise the standard against the enemy. Fight our battles. Confuse our enemies right now. Fix the situation right now, oh Father God. And Father, give us a spirit of thankfulness in the midst of our mess. Give us a spirit of thankfulness right now when we feel that we can't come out of what we're going through. We don't want to wait till the storm is over. We don't want to wait until the lightning starts flashing. We don't want to wait till the rain starts falling, the thunder starts falling. Father, give us a spirit of thankfulness in the midst of what we're going through. Because you said if we get stand strong, oh God, we'll come out as pure gold. We thank you right now. And Father, Father, our Heavenly Father, if it's something that we didn't say in this prayer, we ask that you allow your Holy Spirit to utter utterings we don't know how to utter. For those that are standing closer to your altar, they got a special need. Move or never have. Move the stone or obstacle away from them right now. Give them peace that surpasses all understanding right now. In the name of Jesus, have your way. Look beyond our faults and meet us at our need.
day that the Lord has made. We welcome you into the sanctuary this morning. And to all of our family and friends on Facebook, we welcome you as well. To God be all the glory. Amen. 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 God is good, church. All the time. Yes, he is. How many of you know for sure? want to remind you that our Seaboard Conference of Christian Education begins tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church in Miami. Reverend Dr. Stephen Codwell is the pastor. Those of you can attend, the church has already paid for you. Whosoever would like to attend, you are free to do so. You become in person. And I've also made a list of those uh, courses that will be online on Zoom. So if you can't come to the church, you can zoom in uh, right there in your home on tomorrow evening beginning at 6 p.m. I'm encouraging you to take part in this training and teaching session. Um, it's never, uh, you never get to know too much about the Word of God. And the more we know, the better we are. So we're encouraging each and every one of you to just take the time. If you can't be in person, just come in. I've included the Zoom link in your program. And if you don't have Zoom, there's even a phone conference line that you can call in and be a part of this um, studies, classes. The list is on your program, class course numbers, and the course uh, name. So whenever you... Zoom in, just let them know what class you want to go in, and they will channel you right into that class. So, and then mention that you're with New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church, because if you're not with the right church, you're not going to get in. So we want you to be there, be a part of us, uh, on tomorrow through Friday evening at 6 p.m. We continue to ask the church for prayers of those who are on vacation and are traveling. We have the Thomas family, Mother Thomas and uh, President Thomas, and family who are away this uh, for the next two weeks, or about a week now. And we also ask you to continue your prayer for the Jenkins family. They are away this weekend. Um, Bishop and uh, Lady Jenkins will be back on Tuesday. So we're asking that you continue to pray for them as they are traveling as well. We want you to pray for Sister Angela Brown, who's in California. So we are flying in the air, so we ask in your prayers for her as well as Deacon LeBron Cook, who is on vacation this week. And we want to continue to pray for Deacon Johnson. His work has taken him all across the country. So we're asking you to continue to lift him up in prayer as well. We ask you to continue to remember all of those in your prayers, all of our um, family members and those that we know that are on the prayer list. Please continue to lift them up in prayer. Remember to pray for our pastor our leaders, our church. Just pray without ceasing, for that's what the Bible tells us to do. Our inspirational quote for today is, don't be dependent on man because they change like the wind. Depend on the Lord and know that he is faithful to keep his word. To God be the glory back into the hands of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Yes. I was glad when he said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Yes. It's good to see everyone in the sanctuary. The announcement covered very eloquently. 
I don't have to go over there with the government cells accordingly. So, you know, because we have to see what uh, Christian education going on, you know, uh, obviously we're going to Tuesday, so don't be calling it about the thing passes for me. I'm going to be trying to attend the courses also myself. Amen? Amen. 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 I see that. I can see. I can see real good, y'all. Everyone in the sanctuary is back home today. Amen. We have one visitor, but I don't think she's beginning to feel like a visitor no more. I thank God that she's in the sanctuary today. Enjoy having your son to school this morning. It's good to see you that I haven't seen in a little while. You look real good. You look real good to see you there. Uh, Sister Mayor is here. My brother over there. Keep forgetting the name. Glenn. Amen. 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 Uh, Sister Walker, I see it. It's so good to see all of you in the sanctuary. Thanks to everybody that's on, on Facebook or mine on Facebook. I want to say hi to my, my family and the moms because they celebrating their independence. Come on, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to get that. I got, I got, I got me some chicken sauce lined up so now for church. Don't, don't y'all hold me up out of the church. I'm going to the Bahamian restaurant on Pembroke Road. They got hookup for pastor. Ain't no pastor by name now. They know what I want when I call, and I'm going to be behaving by men who are going. My grandson, yeah, he really adopted me. But Sister Fred, don't you hold me up. She's going to. She's going to. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Just make y'all laugh. But I thank God for each and every one saying, God is real good. Yes. And we thank God for everyone. Continue to pray for our second shut and we'll be just all right. Amen? Amen. 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 It's offering time. The Bible said, brings all the tithes in the storehouse and be in my house. I said, we're not a child of God. Sit down and open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. It's, it's giving us a part of worship. God states it in his word and tells us to give. He also says that he will rebuke to the vow for our sake. Amen? That he will rebuke to the vow for our sake. And you need to do that. Amen. We got our deacon on our uh, way, boy. The way, my grandson. Yeah. Amen. 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 I didn't tell him to do that. You're doing good, son. You're doing good, son. Amen. Amen. This best offer in advance. Well, some of God right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. This part of the service that we can give back to you that which you've given to us. We thank you, Father God, because you've been better than us, we've been to ourselves. So, Father God, we're not all what we think we should be, but we're going to give to you just like you are instructing us to. We're going to call those things that are not as if they are. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Father God, bless your people. You know what their needs are. You are Jehovah Jireh. Father God, come against the spirit of poverty and failure. Right now, in the lives of your people. Enlarge their territory right now. Let the spirit of success and, success and prosperity be in their lives. You know what they need, and you know when they need it. Make a way out of no way. Turn the circumstance and situation around. Father God, bless this offering. Let it be used for the betterment of building your kingdom. And when given days are over, save us a place anywhere in your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. Amen. Church stand. And come from the back. Quiet.
excellence in your name and all the earth. Once again, it's another time of Father God we stand behind this holy gospel to proclaim your word. Father God, we're unable to do this by ourselves. We're unable to exegete, explain, or understand. So we ask your Holy Spirit, oh Father God, to come on in and exhibit his perfect preaching and teaching ministry right now in the name of Jesus. Come against Satan right now as he goes through from trying to snatch the word of knowledge away from your people. Father God, right now, you know that we perish for lack of knowledge. Father God, right now, use me, inspire me. Hide me behind the cross. Father God, right now, let that which you have poured into me, allow me to pour back out to your people and give to them what they are required. Let this word be applicable for whatever circumstance and situation they may be going through at this present time. Bless us, oh Father God. We can't do without you. Father God, we need you. Not every mind and seat in the place under the sound of my voice as we stream live. Father God, move by your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. If you do these feel simple things, oh Father, we be so careful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. For your people, hear it. Book of Esther, chapter 5. Commence at the first verse. If you're able, stands beyond God's word to read it. If you can't stand, God understands. Verse 1. Commence at verse 1 at the book of Esther, <clears throat> chapter 5. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther, and what is thy request? It shall be even given thee to the half of my kingdom. And we know that God's word is already blessed. <clears throat> Amen? I'd like to put a tag on this text this morning. This talk and preach that you're hearing. The providence of God. The providence of God. Let me take your seats and press the floor. <clears throat> the providence of God. The Presbyterian theologian, author, and essayist named Frederick Beecher. Beecher once said that a coincidence is just God's way of remaining anonymous. A coincidence is just God's way of remaining anonymous. This morning, my brothers and sisters, if we lived in a world of random chance, the world would be a scary place to live in. I often hear so-called Christians, confessing Christians, make mention of the name of the word karma. 
And when something bad happens to somebody, it's bad karma. If something good comes your way, it's good karma. But karma is not a Christian word. Are you with me? It comes from Hinduism and Buddhism. And karma means, this is what it means, the sum of a person's actions in a previous state, they believe in uh, reincarnation, or in a previous existence, is viewed as deciding their faith or their future in another existence. It's karma. You didn't do well in this life, so you got to pay for it in this life. That's not a Christian worldview. True believers know that God's providence, y'all with me? God's providence. Let me give you the definition. God's providence. Where does it say the providence of God is God's care for his people? Y'all with me? Those that are his, that's his providence. Okay, let me go a little quicker, further. It's his divine guidance and care over those who he cares about. Is it really a theological word or a biblical, it's a biblical word? The word providence is not actually found in the Bible. I know that it's ground rules, so you know what I'm talking about. But it's a theological term that sums up Scripture's teaching about the particular or a work of God. Are you with me? God's caring provision for His people as He guides them in their journey of faith through life, accomplishing His purpose in His people. God's mission is to save people and shape them into being more like Jesus every day. Y'all with me? So he exercises his providence over my life because that's what he can do. He does what he wants to do. And that's just fine with me. Because he knows what's best for you. Even though you don't look, think it's all going all right, it's going all right. It's not always what you're praying for. Stop praying for stuff. Stop praying for stuff for God to bless stuff. And stop praying for God to bless. Stop praying because you become a blessing to what God is doing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Y'all got me? Yeah. Providence, although it's mysterious, does not answer every question. It doesn't make our problems go away. And it doesn't give us an easy road to travel. But providence does tell us that there is a pattern to the seemingly random events of our lives. And that even though life is hard, God is still good. We, not, we need not be congenitally disowned in matters of faith this morning. Because two things can be true at the same time. Two opposing ideas can be both be true without contradiction. Life is hard. That's true. But God is good. That's true. These two need not be in contradistinction. 
towards one another because bad karma and good karma, hey, leave that with the Hindus and the Buddhists. But the Christians, we believe, can I get a, can I go to the book on you? Think in front of Romans 8 and 28, Swing says, and we know. We know, we know. We know. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. If somebody wronged you, the Bible said, pray for them. Pray for them who despitefully use you. Bless them that curse you. Blessed are ye when men revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. Let's make sure it's falsely. Make sure it's falsely. But when they say all manner of evil against you, falsely for my sake, the scripture says rejoice. And be exceedingly glad. For so persecuted they, the prophets which were before you. Walk with me around the text, y'all. And then Esther. And you know, when you're on quiet time, I want to encourage you to read all the book of Esther. It's not that many chapters in it. Awesome book. Because in this book constitutes the context of what I'm attempting to try to preach you this morning about. Especially chapter 5, all of it. Let's walk around the text. In Esther chapter 4, Mordecai, Mordecai had rent his clothing. And he is in the middle of the streets in sackcloth and ashes. Esther sends her chamberlain out there with some clothes for Mordecai to clothe himself because she could not know why he was in such great distress. Mordecai knew that Haman had hatched a plot to kill all the Jews. And he sends Esther a message, the queen. He says, don't think that because you're up there with him, the same thing will not happen to you. Because Esther is a Jew. God is going to deliver with or without you. But who knows that you have come to this kingdom, Esther, for such a time as this. And Esther, when she gets that word, she, she reveals, she lets everybody know that she is a Jew. She tells Mordecai and the Jewish people to fast three days and three nights. Are y'all not trying to bother me? And the scripture opens in chapter 5. Now, after the third day has come to pass, that's what the text says, it's not a third day of the fast, and Esther's about to go into the king boldly to put God's plan into place without anybody knowing what God is going to work out. In chapter 1 of the book of Esther, Vesta risked her life by refusing to appear before King Ahazes when she was summoned to go to him. In chapter 5, Esther risked her life by Appearing before Arcasius unsummoned. Because if you read in Esther chapter 4, she said to go tell Mordecai that nobody can go in the king's court. And nobody can come into the throne room unless the king raises his scepter. And she said, I am Queen Esther, and I have not seen the king for 30 days. So Esther has decided 
upon the word that the Jews are about to be destroyed, God's unseen hand is maneuvering. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the providence of God, right? Yeah. He's maneuvering circumstances yeah. to bring about their good and his glory. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to tell somebody this morning. Yeah. I need to encourage somebody in this church this morning. Understand my voice. No matter what it looks like, yeah. it's going wrong, it's going wrong in your life. If you belong to God, there's an unseen hand. God is maneuvering. God is moving. Not manipulating, but God is strategizing to bring you to a desired end. And I got a witness in here. People who are insecure, people who are wicked and have evil intentions, always setting traps for people that they will eventually fall in themselves. Because God is never behind a tactic. You hear me, Glenn? God is never behind a tactic. God is always in front of a strategy. Y'all still with me? And if you don't have a strategy... You must come up with a tactic. If you don't, I, let me bring it home for you. If you don't have a strong word to preach to follow on Sunday morning, you got to come up with some fillers and a whole lot of hooping and hollering, telling the church to high five three people, run around the church building four times, or tell your neighbor so and so. No, I'm not telling my neighbor nothing. I came to hear what you told me. The Lord told you, you told me. Can't hear what God told you to tell us. Which is applicable to our current situation, what we're going through right now. But when you're not strong, when you don't trust the word of God, you're always looking for a way to get a hookup. When you are God's child, you don't need a hookup. You don't need nobody to look out for you under the table and around the corner. If you just trust God, He will open doors that have been closed in your faith. I'm a little witness. Some of y'all ought to help me testify. While you were trying to figure it out, God had already worked it out. Hear me, church. Esther did not come into her own until she owned up to who she really was. Y'all heard me? I just quoted to you. The transformation of Esther's character proceeds from a, de proceeds from a defining moment when she decides to identify herself as a child of God. What is your defining moment? Or when will be your defining moment? When will you come out of the shadows and let somebody know that I'm a child of God? There's absolutely nothing that we can learn from the LGBTQ community. Absolutely nothing but one thing. Come out of the closet. Stop hiding in the shadows. In those, see, in those big churches, it's easy to get in the crowd and clap when everybody else is clapping and stand up when everybody else is standing up. 
But there comes a time when God yeah. is going to give you a chance to see yeah. whether or not you believe everything you've been clapping about. Because when you have to stand in a divorce court by yourself, somebody had better help me testify. When you got to stand with a child who's on trial by yourself, when you are sick and the doctor gives you some bad news and you got to process that by yourself, God will give you a chance to see if you believe what you've been shouting in church about. It's very easy to shout in a crowd. But it takes faith. Faith to shout by yourself. And somebody here who has been through some things. Somebody here that God has raised up friends for you. And put down enemies for you. Paid bills for you. Made a way out of nowhere for you. God has placed his hand on your body. just got to go by yourself. Sometimes you got to pray for by yourself. It's not until Esther got bold enough to reveal that she, Esther, she acquired, she occurred the dignity and the power of her royal position. Only after she claims her true identity. As a woman of God, now it came to pass on the third day Here's what Esther does on the third day of the fast. She puts on her raw robes. Am I in the book? Perfumes herself. Can I get up in this? Because now and from now on, she's Queen Esther. Esther chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4. Esther. But from chapter 5 and the rest of the book, she's Queen Esther. And her queenliness does not come from her outward appearance. Can I get a witness there? You missed that. Her being queer, queen does not come from robes and perfume. Queen Esther does not come from the outside. She was a queen on the inside before she reveals as a queen on the outside. Because being a queen is not about her hips. Being a queen is not about her hair. It's not about her makeup. It's not about her perfume. It's about her character. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. Esther has an inner and an outer thing going on here, y'all. Y'all walking past. That happens, that happens to everybody who trusts God. Outwardly, she's perfumed and beautiful and coiffed. That word coiffed, C-O-I-F-F-E-D, it means she's well put together. And I speak to her, she got some swag. She just throw her dress on, she put it on well. She's wearing it well, her hair is in place. She she might have had some weave, I don't mess with y'all about that. But guess what, her weave is right. It don't look whacked. It ain't twisted. She's, she's well put together. You look at her and you know that she's somebody. And she's about something. Are y'all still with me? Mm. And she And she does not seem uncomfortable at all. 
But on the inside, she hasn't eaten or drank for three days. Can I get a witness there? She has fasted also for three days. There's trepidation. There's fear because nowhere in the book of Esther now, read the book, y'all. Nowhere in the book of Esther is the name of God mentioned. God is just going to use ordinary, everyday circumstances by people who just trust in God's promise he made to Abraham. Are y'all hearing me? Our God is a promise-keeping God. I'm glad he made covenant. When he, he showed us an example, y'all, he made covenant with Abraham. He said, Abraham, go to sleep. And he walked with a lantern. Y'all know the book. He walked by himself because he said, I can't depend on y'all to keep covenant with me. I'll keep covenant with myself. I'm glad that God ain't depending on me to be right all the time for him to bless me. Are y'all right? That's what I love about this God. And see, the more I mess up and I fall short, the better he is to me. How can you not love a God like this? He is the only God. He ain't like these ancient gods, these, these gods with these other rights and these other cults. You, you have to do something to get something. You ain't got to do nothing to get something from this God. God said, let's believe on him. He said, put your trust and belief in me. And he said, you become a family, y'all. He said, you become like a son and daughter in my family. You become heirs of the promises of God. Realize what's happening. Can I go a little bit further? I gotta hang out here a little bit. Because what's happening is this. See, see, and see, and we as, 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 as in relationship, as, as men, I, I gotta mess with them. If we follow the pattern that God had, it's nowhere in the Bible that the Bible says that a woman should love her husband. They don't say nowhere, they don't say it to y'all. Don't say it to But it tells us as the man to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Father, I go somewhere. And if you love your wife like Christ loved the church, the same thing happened to us when God saved us. It said, you didn't love God when you came to him. He loved you first. Y'all with me? He gave his son to die for you before you even thought about him. And because he's loving on you, and then you begin to feel how good he is, you just can't help but start loving the man. Because even when you mess up, he, he bless you anyhow. Man, love the woman. Be good to the girl. She might fall short. Love her anyway. Love her anyway because guess what? She can't help but love you because guess what? Ain't nobody going to do her like you do her. That's just the way God got that is thing set up, y'all. I don't know who that was for. Here we go. No one in the book of Esther, God, the name of God is mentioned. Yeah, people, God's going to use his blessing coming along by using circumstances and people that let's trust in. Here's Esther dressed now. Going in before the king with something going on on the outside. She looks like a queen. But on the inside, she's terrified. And she goes in and God, and God, God. and God, but God, be your friend, Lord God, coincidentally allows two or three things to happen. 
She goes inside the king's gate and stands there, right at the gate. Nobody wants to go unless the king into the king's palace and he summoned them, not even his wife. She goes inside the king's gate, stands there, read the entire chapter when you go home. She gets inside the king's gate, and that's enough to be killed. Because King Ahasuerus has not summoned her. He hasn't summoned her for the last 30 days. I don't know what's up with him. She's the queen. But she can't come in the presence unless she's been summoned. So Esther comes and stands in the gate. Which could have gotten her killed. But since she made it through the gate, she gets a little closer, Sister Fred. Can I go in this again? Y'all know it's y'all smart, ladies. Y'all smart. And the Hazes has not yet raised the golden scepter. If you walk in on him, he's supposed to raise that scepter. So, okay. He ain't raised it yet. So she stands there. And there's something about how she looks. Can I get up in this video? There's something how she presents herself. That makes the king take notice to her. And when he takes notice of her, can I get a witness of that? God got a way with his children. You may not think nothing about me. But at an appointed time, I may walk in one day. On you can be talking about me, you might be trying to sell trust to me, but one day I just walk in at God's appointed time. And I'll be like the best thing since sliced bread you ever seen. But see, I'm not ignorant to the, to, to the ways of God. So you start acting nice. You know, I'm not going to get an attitude. I'm going to just flow with what you're doing. Because I know God got You can't help it. God said somewhere in his word. He said, I'll have people building houses for you. you I'll let you own houses that you didn't build. I have men give unto your bosom that don't even like you. I understand what the word of God said. I know that all things will work together for my good. He said that no weapon formed against me will prosper. He didn't say that it won't be formed. He said no weapon won't prosper. So I'm not tripping. I'm not sweating. I'm just learning the rest of my God. She stands still. It's something about the way she looks. That makes the king take notice of her. Yeah. And when he takes notice of her, she comes closer. He raises the golden scepter. And she puts her hand on the scepter. And he says, Queen Esther, watch him now. Watch this king. What do you want? What do you need? What can I do for you? even up to the half of my kingdom. Y'all just heard that? He looks at her. She's walking in her who she is. After coming into that, I'm a child of God. He said, whatever you want, I'll give you half of my kingdom, woman. When you approach God, church, be careful that you don't just come in his presence like you belong there. She didn't come in like she, she, she was his wife. Did she act like that? No. 
Somebody's got to give you some access. Yeah. I'm going to get back there in a minute. Be convicted rather than compliant. Be convicted rather than compliant. Be convicted rather than compliant. Stop going along just to get along. Yeah. Everybody's not going to like you. So what? You're not going to be on on Facebook with everybody. So what? You're not going to out to eat with everybody because everybody's not going to be on your side. But if God be for us, who can be against us? In her position, Esther could have said, well, I know what Mordecai said, but I'm not going to get into that. That is none of my concern. I'm the queen. And there are times, brothers and sisters, when you go along to get along because you want to make sure that everybody's liking you and you don't want to upset nobody. And you want to make sure that you don't ruffle any feathers. And you want to make sure you don't overturn the apple cart. Keep everything. Listen, when you know God, you heard me? When you know God, when you know Jesus, it's hard to be impressed with other people. I want to caution you here. Because sometimes in our pride, we think we're being Christian. Make sure that your uncompromising spirit has nothing to do with your hard headed. With you being hard headed. Don't be the kind of person who says, I'm not doing nothing. And I'm going to stand over here with them. They can do whatever they want to do. Now, if everybody's marching this way, now, if everybody's marching one way, and you're marching that way, it may be that just that you are the step. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Am I talking to you? One now, and they're marching the way, the wrong way, and you're marching the, the right way, maybe they are out of step. If a man cannot keep up pace with his companions, perhaps it's because he is a different drummer. Let him step to the music that he hears. Be yourself. Rather, be measured near or far, but make sure that you are not being self-righteous in your indignation. Because God frowns upon self-righteousness. Y'all still with that? But brothers and sisters, when you are convicted, you don't have to be compliant. Listen to this. A principle never becomes a conviction until you stand by it in times of difficulty. Yeah. Did I just understand what I just said? You say, you got, I, I, I got principle. I'm not doing this. I ain't doing it. This is my principle. This is what I believe. And this is what I do, what I do. But it's not a conviction. You say that's your conviction. So that you convicted you to that principle. But if, you, if your principle is not being tested in tough times, then it's not a conviction. You understand? If it hasn't stood the test of hard times, don't call it your principle until it's been tested, until you have went through something. With it. Be obedient to what God is doing and not why God is doing it. Everybody not going to like you for that. Everything that removes you, 
They might want you to act a certain type of way because you're a woman. Act a certain type of way because you're a man. You just ain't gonna move like everybody else. You don't move. I heard people tell me, you just don't move like the rest. You better believe it, I don't. I realize my purpose and my calling, and I can't be like Samson and mess up my strength. Be obedient to what God said, not what God is doing, why he's doing it. He's a, here's a good rule of thumb. It's a good thing to help you and your faith. Stop asking God to bless what you are doing and learn how to do what God is blessing. Because you might be doing something totally against the will of God. And you want God to bless you in that. And God will never bless wickedness. God will never bless evil. If it's against his will, it's evil. God will never bless you undermining somebody. God will never bless you trying to destroy somebody's reputation. God is not the author of confusion. Wherever there is strife, confusion, bitterness, resentment, anger, frustration, and wrath, God is nowhere in the midst of that. God's presence will not abide in a place where there is confusion and wrath. Be obedient to what, to what he's doing. Listen. Esther cannot know that it's God's hand that's maneuvering. But she has some inkling that there's an unseen force. There's an uncaused causer. There's an unmoved mover making sure that everything works out in her favor according to his plan. The king says, Esther, what do you want to the half of my kingdom? She says, I want you to come to a banquet and bring Haman with you. And she has a meal prepared. And she and the king and Haman eat together. Read the whole book when you go home. Now Esther could have been provocative and turned this into a threesome. And made this some kind of sexual encounter where she could manipulate and have her way. But I told you earlier, when you don't have strategy, you must come up with a tactic. Something untoward and sinful is a tactic. That's what a tactic is. Something untoward and sinful. And reason about the things God, God, he gives you strategy. And Esther is one of the smartest women in scripture. Because she is giving them food and drink. And when Ahasuerus gets drunk, he asked her the same question that he asked her when he was sober. What do you want me to do for you to the half of my kingdom? Esther could have taken advantage of that situation, but like most black women, black women were in this church. She got a blame. Brothers, anytime a black woman says she don't have any money, what she really means is she doesn't have any money on her. But give her 30 minutes. And she can go to her bank account and access an account with her sister name on it. <laughs> because her mother told her just like her grandmother told her. Put some money off on the side. In case that Negro start acting the fool. You can take care of yourself. And every woman here got some private stash. I'm not messing with y'all. Money somewhere. It's in the chicken. Brother Houston is in the chicken and the bottom freezer inside the chicken. <laughs> you, say you ain't saying nothing. 
Maybe in their shoes box, shoe boxes. All those shoe boxes in that closet, Angie, don't got shoes in them. There's money in there somewhere. Glenn, there's money in there somewhere. We not crazy. We know you got some money hiding somewhere because women are smart. Women are very smart. When you read Proverbs chapter 31, that woman is not just virtuous. She's smart, she's intelligent. And beauty has had nothing, should have nothing, and should not negate your intelligence. Being fine does not mean you should be stupid. Being bright does not mean you should, should be, must be taken advantage by people because of the way you look. Listen, men are judged by the wallet size. Women are judged by the length of their skirt. But that's not the way God judges us. Man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at our hearts. And Esther has looked deep in her heart. Because she hears in her head Mordecai saying, if you don't do it, God's going to bring rescue from somewhere else. And who knows that you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. She invites Haman and Ahazes to a meal. They sit down to a banquet, and Haman is on top of the world. Read it when y'all get home. Because he has died not only with Queen Esther, but with King Ahazes. And he leaves the banquet in on cloud nine. And when he gets to the gate, walk me down. I'm almost done. His mortal enemy and everything that made him happy is deflated. Because his pride is now insulted. Because Mordecai still refuses to bother him. He leaves the banquet on cloud nine. And he finally until he sees Mordecai. He gets home and he tells his wife and the people who are around him all of his accomplishments. Read when y'all get on. He talks about how blessed he is and how much he has on all the stuff he has acquired. And he's in the king's cabinet. He's second to the king. And everybody in the kingdom not only stands, but bows when he walks down the street. Everybody but Mordecai. And so his wife, Zeresh, gives him some foolish advice. She says, why don't you build a gallows? And when the time is right, kill Mordecai. And in his arrogance, his pride, he allows a gallows to be built six stories high. Not aware that the gallows he's built for Mordecai is the gallows that he's going to hang on himself. Don't let your enemies get you down. Don't let your enemies, I'm talking about the providence of God, how he does for the children. Don't let your enemies think that you, they have you cornered. Because when they thought that they were going to wipe you out, God has already set you up for a breakthrough. Here's what you got to do, and I'm through. Be convicted rather than compliant. Be obedient to what, to what without knowing why. And finally, here it is, put feet to your faith. Put feet to your faith. Stop talking about how much faith you have and how much you love God. Put some feet to your faith. Because even though you don't know a whole lot about a whole lot, if you got faith in God, 
way for you. Let me, let me come back there. I said I was going to come back. There's something unusual about the third day, Deacon Furlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it came to pass. On the third day, something happened. Powerfully on the third day, I told you I was going to come back to it. When you read Genesis chapter 22, Sister Field, it was on the third day that Abraham saw Mount Moriah. Yeah. It happened on the third day. When you read Genesis chapter 31, it was on the third day that Laban knew that Jacob had been delivered. He's no longer in his Laban's household. Yeah. It happened on the third day. When you read Jonah chapter 1, he had been in the belly of a great fish, but he was spewed out on the third day. Esther told the Jews to fast. And then I'm going to go into King Ahasuerus, and it's happened on the third day. On Friday, y'all know I'm going. On a hill called Calvary. He died. Did he die? Did he furlough? He stayed there all night Friday. He stayed there all day Saturday. But the third day, I told you some strange about the third day. Thank God on the third day Jesus rose from the grave. But all Your enemies have surrounded you and they want to devour your flesh. 
come and hear and, and teach us a word. Amen? Amen. The providence of God. God moves and that's that, that God's, God has his way. Just remember that. God's in control. He's still sitting on the throne. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord, I'm hearts and minds are ready. We're ready to go. Oh, 